0: views and opinions in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of TAP Detroit or its affiliates.
1: Please listen carefully. The
2: following program has been formatted for your mind. TAP Detroit. We are here,
3: we are live. Peace and love. And soul. Is that what he used to say at the end of Soul Train, Mel? Yep.
4: Love, peace, and soul. Oh,
3: you say it so much better than <laughs> me. Welcome to Detroit Ride on tapdetroit.com. We broadcast live every other Tuesday at 9 o'clock till 11 from the heart of Detroit City Duslin- Wrestle Industrial Center. I am Chris, your host. Hopefully your friend, my co-host with the pretty voices, Mel Wonder. Good evening, Mel.
4: Good evening, Chris. How are you?
3: I'm doing all right, and I'm a little stressed out now, but I'll get over it after this first set. No stress. My earphones going in and out just on me, Olin, or are they going in and out on you? No, just you. Just me, all right. We'll switch them after the break. Tonight, we're going to play a lot of soul. We'll play a little bit of funk. We'll play a little bit more soul. We'll play a little bit of funk. Some blues, and some more soul. Well, talk about what's going on in the world between the sets, as we usually do.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's a lot going on.
4: Too a much. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend
3: who lives in Korea. Um, most Americans just call it Korea, not South Korea. Now that you know, we're at the precipice of war, they call it North and South. So I have a friend in Korea, and I'd like to make sure that she stays safe and everyone else there does as well.
4: Absolutely.
3: And people on the Pacific Northwest of the United States and Japan and China and all of us. I want us all to stay safe, and we all do as well. Name of the show is just not literal.
4: (laughs) Detroit (laughs) Riot. (laughs) Figuratively.
3: Just figuratively. (laughs) We already got some friends that have checked in. I'm going to say hi to them before we get going because that will give me a minute to catch my breath. Hello, Gerard Jerry Smith. Hello, Jerry. Uh, he's crazy Irishman.
4: <laughs>
3: he plays in a lot of different bands. He's always gigging out. I'll see if he's got any plugs for me tonight. Gerard, if you have any plugs, PM them over to me, whether it's you or Bill Grogan's Goat, which <laughs> is his rock kind of Celtic band. Dana's out there. Dana is from Dead In 5, the heavy metal band that's tearing up Detroit right now. Chris out there. Chris Darlington is there. Larry G is out there. Taz is saying hello And appreciating already a song that's coming in this first set. This show (laughs) (laughs) is dedicated to several different bright women in my life.
4: Very nice.
3: Stephanie and Deborah and Suzanne. And then two of them that have four legs apiece. So they count as four more. (laughs) Chloe (laughs) and Heidi.
4: Oh, she's special.
3: (laughs) She's very special. In the meantime, put your dancing shoes on. We're gonna get our head together here in a minute while we play some soul for you. This is Detroit Ryan on tapdetroit.com. My name is Chris. This first song is called Candy by the Astros. what a man the original i'm so old that i had to look up who redid that (laughs) what a man is by linda (laughs) lindell that came out in 1968 it hit number 50 on the r&b charts we're going to talk about charts tonight the difference between r&b charts and pop charts and why there was even a difference it was redone by i had to wikipedia this mail no doubt (laughs) It <laughs> was written by salt <laughs> and Pepper with N. Vogue, and, and that was only 2011, so that was like six years ago. Yeah, and what, that's a good song. Wasn't it on MTV, too? Oh, yeah,
4: that video was uh, was very heavy in rotation. I, I remember that from
3: the 90s. So th- there had yeah, to be something no, it, from the 90s, is my point, if that, it was on MTV.
4: No, it. I want to say that song was in the 90s. That did not happen like six years ago. Like, and that's and, what I thought, too. And uh, they also... Sampled the song you did before tramp.
3: tramp 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 i played is the otis and carlo version from 67 the original go ahead
4: yeah but that that came out in the 90s too but that that album was before the when the When a man came out
3: is it something that you play now when you play live um mel I, plays live folks for those of you who don't know mel wonder yet
4: yeah, I, I, well, only in I mean, do you rec- do you
3: recognize oh, part rec- of Tramp from one of your tracks? Yeah. You oh, some? yeah,
4: definitely. I play uh, Tramp, Get Up, and uh, Push It. Like I, I like and Pepper. I wanted to be them when I was younger. <laughs> Push
3: It was crazy <laughs> back Cinderella. at the shelter in its day. If I wanted to fill the track, uh, the dance floor. You just put on Push It, and it didn't (laughs) matter. Everybody just started dancing before that. We played Knock on Wood, the original by Eddie Floyd that came out in 1966. It hit 28 on the pop charts and number one on the R&B charts. And this kid from the suburbs didn't even know about that song other than through David Bowie because it was on his David Live album. Oh,
4: wow. Well... He's still dropping history.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, you learn about a lot of these songs, not about the, because the uh, originals, and especially if it's 1966, mm-hmm. right, who wasn't around, but by somebody English or somebody European that covered it. Knock on wood. Number one on the R&B charts. Think about that for a minute. We'll talk about charts again. Number 28 on the pop charts. Before that, we heard Let Me Be Good to You. That's by Carla Thomas, 1966, number 62 on the pop charts, number 11 on the R&B charts. I love the bass track in that song, especially the way it starts. It's so easy to dance to. And we started tonight off the set off with Candy by a band called the Astros, 1965, 63 on the pop charts, number 12 on the R&B charts. Let's go back to Eddie Floyd's Knock on Wood. Think about this for a minute and how they chart songs. And I don't know if they still do it because I could care less of, like, billboard charts? No, they,
4: they still do it. And uh, there's some pretty horrible stuff at the top.
3: Well, well, think about how there, there's always been um, division, and we've been taught to divide. And even in something as simple as music, which is supposed to bring us together, here's a song that hit number one on the R&B charts. Knock on wood. Eddie yeah. Floyd everybody knows that song when they hear it dun-dun-dun-dun knock on wood right no
4: absolutely
3: and 28 on the pop charts and what do those two different charts even mean what's the difference between an r&b chart and a pop chart are they saying the kids in the suburbs bought it enough to bring it up to 28 on the pop charts and the kids in the urban cities bought it enough to bring it up on the r&b charts i believe that's
4: exactly what that means (sighs)
3: I got you know I got to research that I, I I will a little bit during the sounds during very the accurate sets, but it sounds accurate and it sounds like uh, otherwise it doesn't make any sense because it would help the labels decide where they would ship the records to yes you know what i mean if sh- if if the record hit number 1 on the r&b charts okay let's set, ship that record more towards uh, you know chicago and detroit and atlanta stores um if it didn't then it goes to uh know the suburbs I don't know
4: I would think that a lot of the things that were popular in the city were you know because of the kids having parties and recognizing new groups and songs so you know I think whatever came out in the city is what branched out more
3: I think I think you're right did you guys ever watch and this includes you I know you don't watch Netflix much but maybe Mel has seen this there's a movie, it's a documentary that came out a few years ago, and it is about the um, blackout in New York City in the 70s. Do you see it or hear about it?
4: I um, I heard about that documentary, but I've, and I've been wanting to watch it.
3: Yeah, and you do, and you want to watch it, and it's cool. It's only about an hour and a half, and it's worth every second, and okay. it really shows the difference between... Um, And the whole city blacked out, all five boroughs, right? So we're talking Manhattan and the Upper East Side and Brooklyn and the Bronx. And it shows the difference between, in the 70s, New York City was like 70s of taxi driver, Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese's taxi driver. It could be pretty nasty in places like Brooklyn and the Bronx, right? Oh, yeah. Crime was high. Economy was bad. The very rich people lived in the Upper East Side. Everybody that wasn't very rich lived in Brooklyn and the Bronx. There wasn't a lot of gentrification. Um, in the Upper East Side, they treated it like a party. The restaurants brought out a bunch of candles. They stopped charging people off the menu. they break out the champagne. They'd uh, have lobster and steak. And people would dance, you know, on the top of the buildings. Sounds fun. Doesn't it? Yeah. And then in the Bronx in Brooklyn, there's people rioting. Oh, damn. And everything's on fire. (laughs) But my my takeaway from that movie, and there's good and there's bad from it, and there's there's brilliant footage, so you're going to watch it anyway because it's history, and you're going to want to watch it, I mean. The takeaway is that the next few days in Brooklyn, young kids now had equipment from looting the music stores
0: that they never
3: had before, Mm -hmm. like more than one turntable. Oh, yeah. I don't think Technique's 1200s were out in 74. I think it was about 74 or so. But anyway, they had more than one turntable. Yes,
4: and that's how the magic was created. You
3: got it. Now they all had uh, also uh, speakers, big ones. They had mixers. They had stuff that they couldn't afford before. Yeah. And then what happened? The next few weeks and then the next few months and the rest of the summer, People would have house parties, and those house parties turned into what turned into rap and hip-hop. So if it wasn't for this blackout, there would be no such thing as hip-hop and rap.
4: That is crazy.
3: If you believe the thesis of this documentary, but it kind of makes sense. It
4: does make perfect sense.
3: These kids couldn't afford enough of that stuff.
4: They couldn't afford like the turntables and whatnot. And the mics. Yeah, and and everything. Everything, and all of that stuff costs heavily. I mean, even still to this day.
3: It ain't cheap. It's
4: not. And, like, me just having a pair right now, you know, which aren't a matching set. I got a really, really nice turntable as a very nice birthday gift.
3: You did? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is it a Technique? $1,200? You, are people still using that? Is that what yeah, you people, guys are using?
4: People still, I, um, people still use Techniques, and they've gone up. But I have a new mark ntx 1000 nice.
3: Very, nice very nice did anybody i know buy you that for your birthday yes do we want to mention this oh, person no. on air no No, not for now no
4: Anono- <laughs> anonymous
3: <laughs> we're gonna leave that anonymous and get into a next set of music here on detroit riot tap Detroit.com. we're glad that you joined us um who else told us that they'd be listening tonight john johnny martin who's also been a co-host on the show and john we hope to have you uh, up here pretty soon Peace, John. Peace, John. Play some soul with us. All right. This is Walk On By. Everybody's heard this by Isaac Hayes. Detroit Riot. Tap Detroit.com.
0: Yeah, man. I'm Olin Ezra, filling in briefly for Chris Dellis and Mel Wonder, bringing you out of the break. We heard from Isaac Hayes with the track "Walk On By." We heard Bark Hayes, son of Shaft. I wonder what Shaft they were talking about. The show, the soul. <laughs> Excuse me, the Soul Children. Hearsay. Because we all know a thing or two about hearsay, don't we? And Johnny Taylor, Jody's Got Your Girl and Gone. We're going to move into the next block of music here. And Chris and Melanie will be back after this. So keep it locked in. Detroit Riot, TapDetroit.com. Live to 11 from the Russell Industrial Center. This artist is called the Stone Foundation. This track is That's the Way I Want to Live My Life.
5: my life, baby.
3: Can. That is the monkeys, believe it or not. Yes, the monkeys that we all watched when we were kids.
4: I love that show.
3: On reruns. Who was the guy in the hat that you said you liked he, that always got in trouble? Yeah, Which he, one is I that?
4: I don't know his name. All
3: right, let me see. There was Mickey Dolans. He had the weird haircut, but I don't think he wore a hat. There was the cute short one that was English, Davy Jones. He's the only one that's, that's dead now. The rest of them are all alive. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's Peter Tork, who was the goofy one. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the that, one that you're thinking that, yeah, of. Yeah,
4: I think it was Peter. That had the hat. Yeah.
3: And then there was the rich one. Oh, man, what was his name? I'm going to have to look it up because um, when the Monkees did reunions after those TV shows were on, mm-hmm. the reruns that we all watched when we were kids, people would want to see the Monkees live. So everyone would go except the one guy because he had too much money to go on tour because going on tour sucks.
4: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when you have money like that, who cares about touring?
3: Here's how he had family money. Uh, Michael one. Nesmith. That's it. Mike Nesmith. And now he was actually involved in this album. All of the remaining monkeys were involved in this album. We just heard a song called "Birth of an Accidental Hipster" by the Monkeys, 2016. <laughs> the album was called "Good Times." Song was written by uh, Paul Weller and Noel Gallagher, who used to be in Oasis. And they recorded it for the 50th anniversary of the actual band, the Monkees. Mike Nesma's mom had a patent on um, liquid paper.
4: Yes, it was the Whiteout. Yes. You're
3: yep. too young to even remember Whiteout.
4: I, I used to Dude use that. Dude, we
3: typed it, that's I remember. The, it was in correction college, paper. the correction The yeah. correction stuff. That's what his mom had the patent on. I don't know if she invented it or if she just had the patent on it. But obviously, he was a multi-multi-millionaire. He made more money off of Whiteout, liquid paper, than he did off of being in the Monkees. Damn. But for some reason, last year, and I was glad because I like that song. I didn't get the rest of the album, but I got bought (laughs) that single. We heard Birth of an Accidental Hipster by the Monkees. Before that, we heard Balloon is Rising, Your Balloon is Rising by the Stone Foundation, an English soul band featuring, again, Paul Weller. That's from uh, 2017. The album was called Street Rituals. And we started off the set with That's the Way You Want to Live My Life, Baby by, again, England Stone Foundation. And Olin read the songs from the previous set. Yeah, man. As Chloe and I went for a little walk. Many thanks. I can't thank you enough, man. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) man.
4: We'll hear what that sounds like later. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll listen back to it. Yeah. Remember all my friends out there that send me uh, messages and texts. We rerun this show. Maybe I should stop using the word archive, Olin, because whenever I tell people we archive the show, they say, well, I'll try to listen to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell it them podcast.
4: It sounds like it's hard. Right? Tell them
0: podcast. Uh, Listen to the podcast.
3: (laughs) No, because we're in an actual studio. Podcast reminds me of some kid with pimples that's in his mom and dad's basement. Yeah. That's who you want to listen. Right? That's who who you want to listen. I want anybody to listen. It doesn't matter. But just to (laughs) remind my friends, if you do miss our show, we rerun it. You can always go on Detroit Riot. TapDetroit.com is the main webpage, and you can look for the date of the show, and press play at your own leisure. I know a lot of people like listening to this stuff on Sundays when they vacuum the house. Although I don't know how you hear music over the vacuum.
4: You just turn it up.
3: (laughs) You just turn it up, baby. That's the answer to everything. Turn it up. (laughs) All right, let's turn it up. This is Detroit Riot. TapDetroit.com. My name is Chris. I'm here with Mel Wonder and Olin Ezra, and this song is called Daddy Rolling
2: Stone.
5: Daddy Rolling Stone.
2: I'm Daddy Rolling Stone. Daddy Rolling Stone. Ah, girls call me Daddy. Daddy comes home and I'm the daddy He's the daddy Daddy ruler He's the daddy They call me daddy time I have it is right I'm the daddy, daddy Daddy roller They call me daddy Big daddy Daddy roller Now you all heard about Big John He was as big as he could be Big John might have been twice the size. But he didn't know half as much as me. Oh, I'm the daddy, yeah. Daddy. daddy ruler. He's the daddy. They call me daddy, big me daddy. Ooh. Daddy ruler.
4: song
3: dig that topsy two by cozy cole which means there was probably a topsy one but i don't know
4: oh that is a really i like i love tracks like that like big band hard
3: soul big band yes you know there's this uh crew i think i told you there's four djs they call themselves uh motor city soul club and we usually go and dance at their gigs at the marble bar i'm giving you a free plug because we love you and um they'll find tracks like that like rare groove and hard songs to find yes but they play all 45 man which is difficult you it's know? very some difficult some to some of the stuff i'm finding i'm finding on the internet you know and i'm downloading it or i'm buying a cd that's got compilations
4: i still buy 45s do you where do you find them um, fnr uh, funk night records of my good friend frank rains he brings out all of his. Where they, of where they at? Go ahead. Um, he's actually in Detroit, but his website is called Funk Night Records, and he puts out some really good stuff, like actually a lot of things that you would dig and listen to.
3: Do you mix sometimes like a old soul forty five with like a twelve inch a I new techno or hip hop?
4: I do. I usually play, which sounds like an old school track that he. Put out, it's called Lucy with Coco Butterfly and Will Sessions.
3: That's his act?
4: Yeah, well, that's um, one of the- Or his label? That's the label. Okay. okay. But the act is Will Sessions and Coco. Got it. But yeah, they they put out really great things that sound old school. Next week, we're going to play some. That would be great.
3: Or a week from next week. Next show, we're going to play (laughs) some. Topsy Turvy, and before that, we played, uh, of course, King Curtis. A Northern Soul original with Soul Twist. Look out, Mabel before that. GL Rocket. Baby, What you Done to Me is Wrong by Bobby Kingdom and the Blue Beats. Before <laughs> that, we heard Mashed Potato Time by D.D. D. Sharp. And we started off the set with Daddy Rolling Stone by Jimmy Ricks and the Ravens. That's Most of that is from a Northern Soul compilation CD that I got. Hmm. And when we talk about Northern Soul, some people say, ah, that you're appropriating soul music, American soul music, and you're calling it Northern Soul because white kids in Manchester listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why they call it Northern Soul. It's real easy. In the 70s, when soul started to change to, like, funk and disco, there were no record stores in Manchester, England, but there were a handful of soul clubs, right? And... The kids, the DJs from those clubs, had to take the train down to London and buy their records, just like you're talking about buying records from your friend. Absolutely. And instead of looking for the new soul or funk or disco records they were looking for this 60s stuff that we're listening to right now oh yeah and a lot of it was out of print at that time Mm -hmm. so what would happen is the store owners and the store managers would tell the um, guys who stocked the stores the record stores in London in the 70s and the guys who worked the stores just sell them the northern stuff meaning these cats are coming down from the north All they want is soul from the 60s. Thus came that turn Northern Soul because they played them in their nightclubs in Northern England. So it's not an appropriation. It just is what it is. Jim is out there listening to us. Hello, Jim. Hello, Lisa. Tim Toy, my main man. I'll arm wrestle you for rounds. (laughs) You're looking pretty big these days. You working out? (laughs) Jim Danny is out there. Mike W. is out there. My good friend Scott Go-Go Gordon, my former partner. The greatest mixer I've ever heard is out there. Paul P. is out there. Danny is listening to us. I hope you could tune in, Danny. If you haven't figured it out, send me a message at midnight. And I'll ignore it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll help you tune it in. <laughs> this is Detroit Ryan on TapDetroit.com. I am Chris Dellis, your host. I'm here with my co-host, Mel Wonder. Mel, do you got any gigs you want to come off the plug?
4: Um... Actually, I don't have anything to plug right now.
3: You got nothing. Anything? No. Anything changing here at Tap, Owen? Got any new DJs? Any new shows?
0: Uh, Medical Mondays is going out to the Cannabis Cup on a Saturday and Sunday. They'll be there.
3: Dig, dig that. Talk to me for a minute about the Cannabis Cup before um, we get back to the music. I, know,
0: I went to the last one. It was pretty cool. It's basically a they get at the Clio Speedway, and everybody, all the vendors line up around the track. Do you? And it's just, you can buy a bunch of weed. You need your card to get in. If you don't have your card, then... I No, you can everybody get in without Air the Air card.
3: Everybody really has a card?
0: You have to have your card to buy or sell. If you don't have your card, you get a special wristband, and you can't really buy anything. But you oh. can look. That's um, but they're gonna have music last time they had uh they had they had the entire wu-tang uh most of wu-tang out there which was rare and they how um, cool is that Very yeah yeah then they had uh, a bunch of local cats uh open up earlier in the day so how
3: many people do you think they got
0: there was or? a couple 10 there was a couple 10 people up there Jesus. it was packed really it was awesome I, don't I can't know complain. About Clio, I'm just I'm antisocial and a recluse, so I try to you veer away from large crowds. Good time, doesn't he?
4: he yeah, most of the time. Most he of does. the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mel says most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> every uh, every. But when le- I when I opened up for Bone ahead. Thugs and Harmony, I sat in the dressing room all night, right until the time we were supposed to go on. Then we went on. Well, before the show, I paced around the dressing room, which is about the size of this control room I'm in. It's like 12 by 12, if you're lucky. Were you nervous? Oh, yeah, I was I was out of my mind. I got gotcha. I couldn't believe it. Gotcha. And then I saw the line or out the building and down and around the corner, and I was like, geez, mm-hmm. man, okay. This but is for real. Then we went on and killed it, and then after, I sat in the dressing room by myself. The entire just gig? Just taking it all in, trying to realize what we had just done. Well, so There's
3: nothing wrong with that. Um, every last Wednesday um, at the pub that I hang out at um, on the Far East side, uh, tap room it's called, um, they have either a band play or a DJ's gig, and quite often Mel's there, right?
4: Well, uh, well, you have been. Y- yes, I have been, and I it's hope been to see there nice. again. I hope so to be too. All
3: right, and we'll leave it at that if something else is going on. More. Anyways, um, Olin's been up there, and uh, he kind of walks in. He'll have that look on his face like someone just uh, made him uh, come in there <laughs> to take a bath, and he's a dog. And he's like, oh God, <laughs> I gotta take a bath now. I don't stink. Smell me. I don't stink, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, But he comes in and then he has a good time. And I introduce him to all my friends. And all my friends love him. And so when he when he pulls this, oh, I'm antisocial, Chris, and all this shit, come on. <laughs> he really face,
4: kind man. of is, but to a certain extent. I understand it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying it's half what I'm saying and half what you're saying?
4: Half of what you both are saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: ah thank you (laughs) for listening out there we're gonna (laughs) play some more music we got some time left we're playing mostly soul and now we're gonna get into even some uh heavier dance stuff with some blues thrown in nice put your soul shoes on oh i hope my friend gabrielle's out there listening too she said she might listen tonight and if she is i hope she is dancing with with her dog peace gabrielle this is a good one to dance to this is baby it's you by the Surells. Detroit Ride Tap Detroit.com
6: dot It's not the way you smile That touch my heart It's not the way you kiss That tears me apart can I do? I can't myself.
4: When baby, it's you. Baby, it's you. You should hear what they say about you.
6: They say you've never, never, never been true oh, Doesn't matter what they say I know I'm gonna love you any own way What can I do when it's true? I don't want nobody, nobody to oh, know
4: Baby, it's you Baby you Baby, it's you
2: nowhere in this one-room country little shack sitting in thousand miles from nowhere in this one room country shack. lord my only worthy procession is a ragly old 11 foot cotton sack I wake up every night around midnight People's I just can't sleep no more I wake up every night around midnight People's I just can't sleep no more crickets and frogs to keep me company and the wind howling round my nose to go out of my mind i'm gonna leave soon in the morning i'm about to go out of my mind i'm gonna find me some kind of a companion even if she's dumb deaf cripple and blind
7: Here on Poshman Farm Well I'm sitting over here on Parshman Farm Well I'm sitting over here on parchment Farm And I ain't never done no man no harm puttin' that cotton in an 11-foot sack Well, I'm putting that cotton in a 11-foot sack Well, I'm putting that cotton in an 11-foot sack With a 12-gauge shotgun at my back i sitting over here on number nine I'm sitting over here on number nine Well I'm sitting over here on number nine And all I did was drink my wine of my life. I'm gonna be on this farm for my natural life. Well I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life and all I did was shoot my wife. Sitting over
4: here on Parchment
3: Farm Ah, I love that last sign in the song.
4: That's a really good song. (laughs) And the one before it, too.
3: Uh, That's Mose Allison, and he talks about being on Parchment Farm, which was a southern, um, like a chain gang prison down south, because the soil used to be so wet down south that they couldn't build prisons like they did up north right? <laughs> yeah that's why they had these uh chain gangs and uh the the jails that you'd see on a movie like cool Hand luke yeah because they couldn't build these huge prisons man they, they'd sink so parchment farm was a famous one right you uh, oh wow it wasn't no fun doing time on parchment farm <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> and mose Ellison covers that song parchment farm and what cracks me up is he goes through the song, he doesn't tell you that he's in prison, he just tells you that he's on Parchment Farm, and if you don't know what Parchment Farm is, you just think he's working some dude's farm, yeah. in, Mr. Parchment, right? Yeah. Until the end, after he complains, after he bitches the whole song, <laughs> the last line is, and all I did was shoot my wife. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Well, that's why Yeah, maybe that's why he's at Parchment Farm. I'm yep. not sure. Before that, I Want to Know by Sugar Pie Santo here on Detroit Riotap. Detroit.com. Before that, Judgment Day by Ska's Great Laurel Aitken. Before that, the Jazz Classic Take Five by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Before that, One Room County Shack, Blues Great by Mercy Walton. And we started off the show. The shit, the, the sh- shit, the sh- started sh- off the shit. <laughs> From now on, I'm just going to call him shit.
4: No, oh. yes.
3: Shit six, <laughs> instead of set <said> six. <laughs> it's Baby, it's you by the Sherrells. This is Detroit Right on TapDetroit.com. I am Chris Devis, your host, hopefully your friend. I'm here with my co-host Mel. Mel, how's yeah. things going?
4: Things are going very well.
3: We got a little time to kill. Word. Word. Uh, we already talked about everything else that's going on we talked about north korea and hopefully no wars we talked about what a dump we got in the white house
4: yes shit
5: dogs
3: (laughs) yeah dogs. i'm not talking about the detroit tigers anymore because they stink
4: Oh, I'm sorry they smell bad.
3: Oh, they're so bad. They got rid of J.D. Martinez, who was one of everybody's favorite uh, Tigers. I know that name.
4: Listen, I'm not real in tune with the Tigers like that. I know, no, it's cool. But, you know.
3: Listen, this guy was so good. Yeah, uh, I know that You couldn't wait till he name. came up, right? Yeah. And he would get hurt often. So um, when he was on um, the list, you know, meaning he mm-hmm. couldn't play, the disabled list chances of them winning just decreased man just period because he gets so many hits and so now he's playing for somebody else
4: how long has he been on the team
3: he's still young so um i'd have to look it up just a few years right not that long
4: i I know his name is very new and familiar yeah
3: and now he's been traded and the other day um like the day before yesterday Mm -hmm. he got four home runs in one day
4: damn they let him go yeah, well,, yeah,
3: well, we, got, we traded them. we got rid of w- you see, what the Tigers are trying to do is bring down their payroll so they can probably sell the team. So they got rid of, uh, so far, some very expensive contracts, and that was J.D. Martin- Martinez, but that also means that they got rid of runs every game. Uh, they got rid of everybody knows, they got rid of Justin Verlander, who was our star pitcher for, since he started playing baseball.
4: Verlander.
3: A long time ago, 2006, he started with the team. Uh, They got rid of him. And they got rid of Justin Upton, who is what you'd call a clutch player. Yeah. He's an outfielder. And he doesn't have necessarily the greatest numbers, but clutch means that if you really need a guy to come in and hit a home (laughs) run. He's the guy. He was the guy, yeah. And um, a lot of my friends and um, a couple of my sisters, they just love Justin Upton. Plus, he was uh, one of the players. And you always need cats like this on a baseball team that have a great personality that just, you could tell, want to win.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a, really a shame that they got rid of them. Those are names that I've heard over and over again
3: in baseball. It just ha- it just has to happen, though, Mel, because this team is not going to do anything. Now, now no, but the they big- want something. I know. the The biggest concern is, and then you look at these players, and why have they done so poorly, and why when they get traded to another team, do all of a sudden they do well. Well, they just didn't want to be on the Tigers anymore. Yeah,
4: that's what it is. They
3: liked each other. They liked uh, everything that had to go along with it, but they didn't like management.
4: And then, and then on top of that, they want that ring. They want the World Series.
3: Bottom line, and look at Justin Verlander. The guy has been um, you know, one of the greatest pitchers in baseball during his career, mm-hmm. and he's never gotten a ring.
4: That's really... Yeah, that's really unfortunate, but you know what? There are several people like that throughout sports.
3: Yeah, and you can't blame these cats for wanting uh, a ring. Okay, let's see. J.D., um, he's only 30 years old. His salary right now is $6.75 million, and he just got those home runs with Arizona. We traded him to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and... Um, being only thirty years old, and he's a big guy, six foot three, mm. he's gonna have a great career with Arizona if he stays with them.
4: Yeah, I, he will definitely, you know, especially with that salary.
3: You know, right? <laughs> and, his, and his family's happy. And, oh, they're you know, real happy. Nobody's
4: booing. No, nope.
3: it's warm there. I don't know. I've never been to Arizona. Never, you?
4: I've never been to Arizona. I have family there, but I would imagine that. I like the warm weather, so I love
3: that. I heard it's like oppressively hot. I've been to most states. I have not been to Arizona or Hawaii or Mexico. Um, I've been to a lot of other ones. But I've heard Arizona is so hot that if your car has been parked for a while, you have to wear like oven mitts to drive. That's
4: right. I know. I believe the one uh, video I saw, somebody actually fried an egg outside. On a frying pan <laughs> in I'm, Arizona, uh, oh, really? they just out in the sun and they like they just the, took it outside. They just in the took it outside, pan. laid it down, and it was frying. Oof! It's like Africa hot there.
3: Eesh. At least Africa has trees and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right? instead of desert. Yeah, instead of a desert. Oh yeah. What
0: do you guys mean that Africa has one of the biggest deserts? Yeah. The the Africa. The I mean the Africa. Yeah, the Sahara. The Sahara mm, Desert.
4: It, there is, but you know. That's just how hot it is there. It I is think.
0: hot.
3: Then again, everything in states like Arizona because we're so rich in America is air conditioned, so what difference does it make? Oh, they're
4: making so much money.
3: The the the, the companies. Freon. The DTEs <laughs> selling freon.
5: Yeah.
3: I'm gonna just sell freon as as a uh It's as, probably a normal as hustle. a commodity. <laughs> Normal hustle. There's a guy walking down up and down the street with his big old uh, thing on wheels, selling free. Hey,
4: it's probably a well-known man.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, remember Detroit? All the problems that were happening here, and people were like selling to other people how to turn the water back on after the city turned the water off. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a mess.
4: (laughs) That was a hot mess. But
3: I I still don't know if Flint is fixed.
4: I don't think so i really don't think so i don't think it'll be ever be fixed and that's really you know that's just a deep-rooted like tactical governmental thing to me i mean
3: i guess there's so many questions involved in um, something like flint where it becomes an international story um congress approved 120 million dollars for flint um but that was back in December.
4: But why do they wait so late? You know what I mean? Because
3: like they have to get a, a pressure from people that vote for them or else they're not going to do anything. Yeah. What do they care?
4: Yeah, it's all about looks and politicians. Well, sure,
3: nobody in Congress lives in Flint.
4: Hell no, they don't.
3: Unless there's like two really nice streets in Flint and then one of the congressmen lives on one of those nice streets.
4: <laughs> no, they don't.
3: No, they don't even live there, eh? (laughs) They just use it as a fake address. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was younger, uh, Coleman Young uh, made a law that if you were in the Detroit police, I think the firemen too, you had to live in Detroit.
4: Yes, I I remember some of the areas that they lived in.
3: Yeah, um, near me, they call it the St. John's neighborhood area. St. John's. and Which is like 7 and Mac. Mm
4: -hmm. And I think they lived over in Dearborn, like right off the brink of Dearborn in like Detroit.
3: Yeah. And then what some Warrendale. Of them Warrendale as well. Yeah. And that's what some of them do too is they would buy the house and they'd rent it out to family or friends or whoever. Mm-hmm. And they'd still live in the suburbs, but they'd have the address that their check would go to that would be the city of Detroit.
4: Or their playhouse. Yeah.
3: Hmm. never thought of that.
4: <laughs>
3: you wanna go anywhere? Well, I have to be home at eight, but uh, I do have another crib we can go to. Yeah. Playhouse. I'm not saying another word. Let's get back to the music. This is Detroit Riot on TapDetroit.com. We might have a minute to come in and say goodbye to you. In the meantime, this is Major Lance, famous in northern Seoul, doing a song called Investigate. Dot com. Before that, we played "They Say" by The Ovations. We started off the set with a song called "Investigate" by Northern Soul Superstar Major Lance. Thank you for listening tonight, Detroit Riot Tap Detroit.com. Mel, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for your help.
4: Absolutely, and peace to all the Detroit rioters.
3: Peace to all the Detroit rioters. Owen, thanks for being here. I'll see you in a couple weeks, folks. Yeah, man. And we're gonna play us out with. Gil Scott Heron We Almost Lost Detroit
4: Such a good song
3: Good night, everyone
8: It stands out on the- from another time It inspires the baby's questions What's that? for their mothers as they ride, But no one stopped to think about the babies or how they would survive And we've almost lost Detroit This time How would we ever get over? Miles from Detroit stands a giant power station. It takes each night as the city sleeps. A second's from annihilation. But no one stopped to think about the people. How they would survive And we almost lost Detroit This time Detroit, that time Almost lost Detroit, that time